Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And if you thought that we had milked this Infinity War thing for as long as we could, you are sadly mistaken. Because we're talking more Infinity War. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am pretty exhausted, man. Um, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I am just, I'm curious to see if people are still interested in Infinity War. I mean, people obviously are interested in Infinity War, but man, three episodes on one movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's Cinco de Mayo, woo! <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I just want to give a shout out to all our our Mexican <laughs> listeners right. uh, for bearing with us. But anyways, no. But it, it's been basically a little over a week now since Avengers: Infinity War has been out, so I mean, it's still it's still pretty fresh off the box office. And yeah. there's no blockbuster coming out this weekend. I mean, it's crazy to think that this movie was actually this movie was actually supposed to be released this coming uh, weekend, and it's just. It's crazy, but let's go ahead and introduce our guest. I feel like we've had him in the dark enough. Uh, TD from... Uninterrupted. Wait, uninterrupted, <laughs> You, you yes. lost it for a second there? Yeah, I did, early, did, early, did. Uh, TD, how you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, just been hanging here. Um, yes, that is true. Infinity War was supposed to drop this weekend, so I guess uh, in honor of that, I shall watch it one more time for a tally of uh, five times or six times, maybe. Uh, I can't, I've lost track. That's how many times I've seen it. Um, so I do live right next to theaters. So it makes it super easy uh, to go check it out. So, well, somebody's lucky. Um, I think I think I might go ahead and watch it in honor of uh, you know it's supposed. To, it, you know, I think I would agree with you. It's a new yeah, initial right? release date. That's correct. Yeah, it's also I believe. I think it's like a year away. Like we're exactly a year away from Avengers Four, whatever yeah. that's going to be releasing. So, so I might have to watch it again. Um, so four times. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I I think, yeah, you probably have me beat for like the most times I've seen any movie in a, th- like, I don't even know if I've seen a movie four times in theater. I might've saw the last Jedi four times. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely rather impressive. Uh, but Speaking of you having seen this movie, we we don't know your thoughts on this movie. We've me, Ozzy and I, we've talked about this movie. We've given our opinions. We've argued about it a billion times at this point. It feels like at least, but we don't know how you th- feel, other than if people follow you on Twitter, which they should. But TD, what are your overall thoughts on Avengers: Infinity War? Overall thoughts on Infinity War. Before I get into it, guys, you know, before the, you know, we started the show, we talked a little bit, you know, before hitting the record button, and I was like, hey guys, you guys didn't hit me up for the spoiler edition of the podcast, which you know I've been on, and also Black Panther edition and, and additions, other spoiler reviews, and you guys were like, oh man, you had to, you know, you, you had to make sure you had the right people in place, and there's so many people, <laughs> but I mean, not to put you guys on blast, but you guys were all wrong. Um, that was you know, all bad calls on both of your parts, Carlos and Ozzy. Um, I have not listened to that episode out of this absolute <laughs> protest. 
Plus, and if I did listen to those episodes, I am certain that whoever was on was not going to have the amount of takes, <laughs> quality of takes, that I will bring on this episode. So, Look, man, we had, we had like four, we had, including us, there's two other guests on the show. I mean, because we have, we're, we have a third, we have a, technically we have a third co-host, um, Brianna. I think, you, I think you've been on with Brianna for Black right. Panther. Um so she also wanted to put her input in there too. So I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. Carlos was a little bit hesitant. It's totally fine. Totally fine. I, I get the pacing. <laughs> Look, it's how just, about this? It was I'm, just I'm gonna go ahead. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna, so that and just so that you have evidence. I'm doing this for you and purposes of you only. Just so that you have evidence. Will you be on for next year's <laughs> Avengers Four spoiler talk? Want to be on? I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, you know, I, you know, I kind of felt some type of way, so we'll have to see. But uh, look, no, it's I'm all just, good. Look, I'm, I asked I'm glad I asked at least you. just able to to come on and give my thoughts on on the, the third episode of Avengers related uh, and prove that you guys are wrong. See, as far as, as far as part four goes, we'll figure that out later. See, now I'm getting nervous. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> all right, see, I hey, I invited him live on air. He said, "I don't know," so I don't want him to come throwing it back at me. Well, like you said, yeah, hey. Oh, <laughs> right. the show. All right. Well, you seem very confident yeah. in your take, so why don't you start throwing him out there? I mean, I mean where, do we, where do we want to start? Um, like you said, okay, I've seen this movie a, a ridiculous amount of times. <laughs> I think the amount of times that Thanos has uh, Infinity Stones. <laughs> Um, and oh, by the way, guys, the, we're gonna be talking spoilers oh, yeah. here. So if you guys haven't yeah, seen, I think that was implicit, but fair enough. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the film, please check our spoiler free review. Uh, we posted that last week, so spoilers and TD, take it away for, for sure. Spoilers, I mean, overall thoughts really. Um, you know, it, it's a movie that you know we've been waiting for. for People say ten years, well, not necessarily true. We we really didn't see Thanos show up until the Avengers, which was twenty twelve. It was really more like six years, um, and I think on that on that front, it totally delivered. Um, I you know it is a two part story, and that's something you know we I think we discussed uh, in the past of how they switched it from part one to part two, which is smart from a marketing standpoint because that kind of you know that could sort of dull the you know. It would still have done amazing numbers, but that could have sort of hurt the numbers it did for part one, seeing what happened in previous two-part finales like Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, and also Mocking Jay um, for Hunger Games. But um, it's, it's, it, is a, it is one story. It's one story if you look at it from Thanos' point of view, mm-hmm. um, which is you know different from how we you know view superhero movies, definitely for a Disney movie. Um, but it is one story in that sense. But as we know, we're connected to the heroes. We want to see the heroes win. And from that point of view, it's definitely, uh, it's not like a half story. What it is, it's it's a Game of Thrones season where, you know, things don't quite go well and the season ends. And you have to deal with it for another year and figure out and wait until the following season, which in Game of Thrones, again, might also mean more shit goes wrong. Um, but, and so, I mean, those are just overall thoughts. But, you know, to get into to fairly fairly deeper. I would say this. We got I think it's the most amazing superhero movie that we've ever got. Like just flat out. And I, you know, I caviar with the superhero side of it, because that is important. Like I do think we talked with Black Panther where I said I might have said this more on Twitter, but I believe the best at Marvel movie is 
or the best movie in the MCU is Black Panther, but the best Marvel MCU movie was The Winter Soldier. I think there's a difference between like, you know, a movie that has those really good superhero elements versus a movie that is more traditional. It's more uh, of the the stories that we're used to. Um, I think, even though I'm not sure where Infinity War sort of lands yet amongst those two, it definitely has the most superhero shenanigans, action, vibes, feels, just thrills, and it delivers in full. And that's pretty much what that this movie has to do, given the amount of cast members it has, high-profile cast members. Um, and to put it, I mean, to, to quickly summarize, we saw the Civil War scene, the airport scene, which was amazing at the time, um, really, really good. But compared to what happens in Infinity War, that airport scene was practiced, whereas Infinity War was Game 7. It was like just... <laughs> Next level, stakes were real, nobody pulling punches, it was for real. So, um, and that's what that, this movie had. It's so hard for it to look at it in the, like a three-part storytelling kind of zone because it's so hard to figure out what those parts are. But it just starts and just never lets up. It just keeps going, keeps going. 10, 12 minutes in, we're in New York with Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man on screen at the same time. Like, what the heck? Like, yeah, and that was a real thing. So... On that note, it definitely, definitely delivers. Um, it ha- also has some of the most amazing, and this is why I really go keep going back. I'm a big fan of scores that we discussed on previous episodes, um, and it it has some really good score moments. It's not a overall not a super super great score. Um, I don't think so anyway, but it does have some really awesome moments, like Cap's first entrance um, at the train station was very very awesome. Um, I've talked before about how the Russos and the writers of Winter Soldier, McFeely, and I forget it, the other guy's last name, but how they, I think they're big fans of Metal Gear Solid. If, if you've never played Metal Gear, um, you should definitely check it out. But like the opening scene of Winter Soldier, it feels like a, like a very Metal Gear game to me. Um, it also has some born identity elements, and you can see that in the train station. That's the way Cap was introduced. He was a very solid snake-like. Um, and it was awesome. And the music hit perfectly with the with the original Avengers theme. And I say original because for some reason on part two, Josh Whedon had, um, what was his name? Josh Whedon had uh, the same guy, composer, who came in on the Justice League soundtrack and took over for Junkie XL, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Elfman. He had Danny Elfman come in and work on Avengers part two as well, which was a weird decision because then he, Danny Elfman, who for some reason was like, all these, you know, new composers should always respect the original themes and how his Batman theme is the only Batman theme. But for some reason, he changed up the Avengers, Avengers theme in, in part two in Age of Ultron. Which, <laughs> but so hearing that, you know, Avengers theme with Cap first showing up, with Team Cap first showing up because it was him. Then it was, you saw Falcon next and you saw Black Widow. That was fully awesome. And like the crowd always cheers at that moment. And then we all know the Thor moment showing up in Wakanda. And the amazing thing about that moment is, so if we go back to the New York City battle where Hawk goes, I'm always angry, that's probably, I would, if you have to poll MCU fans, Super movie fans about the, one of the biggest moments, I think that's it for the Avengers because it's the first moment they have the, you know, the Josh Whedon 360 rotating shot and you have all the members and, and Avengers sort of like, line, you know, it's a, it's a roll call shot, right? Everyone's there. We're, you know, we're here to fight the guys and that shot and that moment was really amazing because of a score. And like, there's a certain buildup that leads into the Avengers theme that we haven't heard since that since that moment. And it was brought back for Thor's entrance in Wakanda. So 
that again was another moment that was just like, whoa, every time I'll see it on the big screen every time, you know, for as many ch chances I get. Because that, you know, coupled with Thor, you know, with his big old screen, bring me Thanos. And he's done a lot of comedy. Last of the movies he's been in, Ragnarok and this. But there were moments in this movie where Thor really felt like next level badass. And that was definitely one of them. Like, seeing what Thanos has done at, the, at, at that point in the movie, and you have a guy who's just like, where the f*** is Thanos? Go bring him to me. Let's go. Was a su super, super hype. So, I mean, there's a, so much I can say about this movie. Superman, uh, Superman, sorry. You <laughs> my guy. Uh, Spider-Man and his suit and on the, the Iron Spider suit. That was a really awesome moment. Um, but I, I'll say this. The one thing I did not like is they'd have to do when we're in, in Wakanda. A couple of things I didn't like in Wakanda. One was, why does Thor show up so late? Right? Why? Why does Why does Thanos get all the stones and then all of a sudden Thor is there? There's never really a good enough explanation, and I somehow all the time find a way to bring the Transformers reference into this. But it's very Optimus Prime like in the in the Bay movies for some whatever reason. I think Bay actually do a better job than than what the Rooster Brothers did here. Is that Optimus Prime held up in traffic or held up in like some wires, and then he shows up and then goes crazy. But for some reason Thor isn't there while Thanos is you know, wrecking Cap and wrecking um, Wanda and Vision and Black Panther and everybody else, he shows up at the last second, which all we needed was an explanation for why he wasn't there. And I guess, the, you know, the working explanation is that he was stopping all the other alien ships or whatever, because that's the last time we see him. He's like, he's, you know, flying in, in between the alien ships. But at that point, Vision isn't, isn't even in you know, in uh, Shuri's lab anymore. At that point, Vision is on the battlefield. That's where he needs to be. So the idea that he wasn't there, um, you know, it goes back against the, the climax, climax battle with Avengers 1, where Cap is the one calling shots. And I know that's what the comic says. And at the time, I was like, that's kind of interesting because Thor is like a god and all that stuff. And he's a king. Why should he listen to Cap? But it shows you why. Like, Cap is a tactician. Like, even in the Battle of Wakanda, he's still calling shots. And he, Cap only has like 10 lines in this movie. And like four of them is just him like barking out orders, like stay sharp and all that type of stuff. Um, but for some reason, again, Thor wasn't there. So that was really, that was super convenient. And that was, I mean, considering that's a big part of the movie, that's just like, uh, hey guys, um, now Thor shows up. So that bothered me a little bit. And I mean, last to be scene, Fair. I mean, it's not like he had. It's not like he had like a walkie talk. It's not like he had one of those earpieces. You know. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he knew exactly what was going on. He was just trying to take. He was just trying to destroy the art, like uh, Thanos' army as much as he could. Wow. Uh, but he didn't know. He didn't know specifically what. He, like he wasn't there for the planning of, of like, hey, protect Vision. That is true. That is a great point. And it's actually odd. One of the, one of the things I noticed watching this movie the many times I did was that you never really see those earpieces in the, in the shots. I remember actually spoofs being made of Avengers 1 and how they kept talking in earpieces, but you never actually see them. Um, but you could see them in this movie. Yeah. Like cap earpieces, and it was actually kind of strange because if you guys have boots and headphones and whatnot and you keep those earpieces in while not using them, it messes up with your, you know, hearing because you essentially you have one ear, you have one ear blocked. But they were visible in this movie, and so maybe that's part of it. Maybe you know, they're like, yeah, Thor doesn't know the plan. Thor doesn't know what Vision is. Thor isn't hearing from them. But yeah, that's, I guess that's an explanation. Um, but the my main issue with this movie, main issue was 
what happened with Black Panther and all the characters that we saw and, and, and you, know, you know, loved in Black Panther. Those characters were super paper thin in this movie. Um, their interactions were not, were, it's not something why, I, it's not something that Ryan Coogler would have done at all. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way that their lines, for one, um, the scenes, uh, it was like, they were just playing the hits. It was like, okay, we know Mbaku, um, it, you know, like the line of Mbaku saying, you know, of course, brother. Like, no, that's not the movie I watched three months ago. Like, he would have probably said something smart. You know, like, okay, cool, I'm here to fight for Wakanda, but he might have had something else as a personality that, you know, that was shown in Black Panther. I Okoye agree. Also had some lines like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was it was just kind of like, all right, this is for the hits. Okoye is fierce, so let's have her say this would be the most noble end in history. And it was just very, very like yeah, uh, highlight level type writing, um, which I understand kind of has to happen given the scale of this movie. Mm-hmm. But Black Panther just did a bill, and a lot of people who I'm sure were disappointed who were trying to see you know, the Black Panther characters again. Yeah. Um, and I would juxtapose that with what happened with the Guardians characters. The Guardians characters were fantastic in terms of comedy, in terms of what you know about those characters. They were very in line with what we've seen in their movies. I would say even funnier. Like, Drax was definitely a lot funnier than he was in Volume 2, which I didn't love the comedy as much as that because it was just too juvenile for me. But... Um, it, it, I'll say this, for people in the audience that had never seen a Marvel movie before, and I'm sure there were quite a few, this was a really, really good reason and promotion and commercial for why you should watch the Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. Let me go check them out. That's, the same could not be said for Black Panther. You're not going to be interested in anything Black Panther has to say watching this movie. Okay, then let me ask you a question that I asked on our spoiler review uh, that got a bit of a mixed response. If they had made this movie after Black Panther had made as much money as it did. Because obviously they were done filming this by the time Black Panther came out and all that. If yep. they knew how much, Black, how much money Black Panther was going to make before they shot this movie, how much did this movie change? Um, I think, for one, that's interesting, right? Because, yeah, they were essentially producing at the same time. And, and whatnot, and um, we've heard about how James Gunn was involved in those scenes for Guardians, and he would help write some lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing time-wise, Cooler couldn't probably do that. And then also, too, James Gunn has done a couple of movies. James Gunn is essentially going to be one of the Godfathers moving forward, yes. especially as MCU looks to go more cosmic. Um, I would question that. I'm not. I mean, James Gunn is great, and I know he is Guardians, but again, I didn't. I really didn't love Guardians. Volume two, and I would say this: doing the Marvel rewatch that I did, all seventeen movies, or eighteen including Black Panther, Guardians, even, even Guardians one didn't hold up quite as well for me. It was oh, just that's painful. Stupid. That's painful. It was, really, painful. It, was it, it was fun at the time, but when you were watching it, it's like really like it was just way too juvenile. And either way, and I'm not I'm not against comedy. I'm really not like I love <laughs> Ragnarok. It's in my top five MCU movies, but. That was good comedy where, like, Guardians was kind of like, all right, we're just messing around. But it's fine. We let it pass because we don't hold these characters any standing. I, I don't know if that would have – I don't know if that sort of comedy would fly for the more known characters. But that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Going back to your question, um, I, would say, I would say this, too. There are some scenes in the trailers that are not in the movie mm-hmm. from the Wakanda um, section. There's a whole bit where what I assume is to be – T'Challa giving his people a speech, which 
I don't know if this is how it went down, but again, from what we saw in Black Panther to this, there's no way these folks are just going to show up out of nowhere and the people of Wakanda in that throne room are not going to question why they're here and why are we helping them. Mm-hmm. Like, I know T'Challa just said, hey, we're going to really, you know, open up ourselves to the world, but, like, that's, you know, opening up your resources and building stuff out and building, you know, care centers out in Oakland is a lot different from, like, all right, y'all, come use our home and grounds as as, as battlegrounds for your war. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. And so what I think that scene was, was T'Challa kind of, like, egging them on to be like, hey, let's go. Today we fight for everybody. And then that's where you also see Cap actually get the shield. That shot's also missing from the actual movie. Um, so there are bits and pieces I, I feel we're missing. But, yeah, definitely. I think – I don't know how many reshoots were done if that was even possible in the time frame. But it did feel like Okoye's line at the very least. The, the Mbaku and Okoye, two lines about this will be the end of Wakanda and this will be the most noble end in history, felt shoot him. Felt, you know, just forced him into the movie. Um, so I wonder if that was taped afterwards. But yeah, conceptually, it would have been, Black Panther would have had more to do. Um, Shuri would have, might have had more to do. Um, I really don't like, not like I don't like it. it. It was cool, but part of the reason I like Black Panther so much, and I still hold it as the best Marvel movie overall, as a more just traditional standard movie, is because there, was, there were things that Coogler thought about that most MCU directors would think about. Like the representation how stuff is presented, like, for example, he does the whole notes in the scene with the Casino Royale scene and talks about the coloring and what that means in terms of, like, the, the themes behind the colors that everybody was wearing. And Shuri's last appearance in this movie is her being tossed to the floor like an extra, like a no-name extra, and just, like, looking like a rag doll. Just little things like that, I don't think, like, Ryan Coogler would have let slide. Like, yeah, not saying she will not be get knocked out or defeated by an alien guy, but, like, just little shots on how you frame it, just little things like that, I feel like Kugler would have, if he had more input, would have changed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do like that every scene we see with T'Challa, he is with the Dora Milaje. Um, he is around, essentially, his army, because he's a king, so he's around his king's guard, and that, that was a big part, obviously, of Black Panther, was just him being surrounded by these strong females, and that continued here. He just didn't have any badass moments at all. Minus, minus just barely beating Cap in that sprint. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Here's, here's the great. thing. I mean, I don't necessarily agree just because, like, all right. Well, we all, I think we all agree. Well, Carlos and I have come to a consensus that the, the movie should have been longer. Like, I don't think anybody would have had a problem with the movie being longer. Yeah. Um I just don't think that necessarily, like, Wakanda would have changed just because, like, the movie made that much money. It would have changed um, the overall um, setting of the movie just because this this movie, it, it, it's such a universal scale, you know what I mean? And Wakanda is so grounded, um, you know what I mean? So I don't think that necessarily we would have had a big, like a like a, like a more prominent, Location in Wakanda just because the movie is just—it's such on a global, it's such a universal scale. You know what I mean? Like we, like we travel throughout the universe and throughout the cosmos of this film. So I necessarily think that the film um, should have taken, should have been in Wakanda longer. Now I would have liked to make the movie longer because I wanted more scenes in. I wanted to see Cap do more awesome things with with T'Challa, like, 
we're talking about it in the in the spoiler review in the spoiler free episode. Like, um, I loved seeing Cap and and freaking and T'Challa just team up and just take out aliens together. That was just so awesome, and it was just so cool to see. I wish we got more Bucky. Um, in this movie, you know what I'm saying? I was super excited to see Bucky in this movie, and I was so sad to see that he really didn't do much. He well, was he just... should have been part of that race as well. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, he should have been part of, like, the like I would have loved to see a trio, honestly. Um, yep. Just of just seeing all these people, like, um, just of seeing uh, him, Cap, and, and Black Panther, honestly, just, like, take out these, these aliens. But... Um, I think overall, I, I, like, I wanted a longer film, but I don't think the I, I loved what I loved most. I have to say is probably the more the more the more I think about it, and the more I've watched it. Um, I think one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character, is is Doctor Strange because Doctor yeah, Strange, Strange is great. Doctor Strange, man, he is just and I, the thing is, I just got done watching Doctor Strange, and then I went into Infinity War. He's a different character. He is. He's a diff, He's more. He's more. He was more of an adapted character, and he's way more advanced in his powers. And yep. man, I just loved what they did with his character. He was so wise. He wasn't at all intimidated by Tony Stark, which usually a lot of people are, just because you know he is. You know, he's he's a part of the Avengers. He's a founder. Doctor Strange really didn't care about that. He's like, yo, I really don't care. I protect your reality, douchebag. And um, yeah, and he was just, you know, he held his own. And one of the things that I really loved was that you can tell he held his own. And one of my favorite scenes in this entire in the entirety of the movie is when um, is when one of the members of the Black Order was just like, does does he speak for you? And he and Black and and Doctor Strange just goes, certainly not. And then he brings up his. He he forms his his defensive magic, and I was like, dude, this is uh, Doctor Strange. This is he is he's not one to be trifled with. So I mean, I I wanted. I mean, if it's anything that I wanted more of, is I wanted more of Doctor Strange, um, yeah, just because yeah. just because he held his own out of all the superheroes for me. He held his he held his own more against the th- most against Thanos. For sure. Um, TD, by the way, right. just for the record, yeah. I am 100% on the same page with you about Wakanda. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, it, 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 yeah again, it was, dope, yeah, it was just, it was the, you know, the letdown of the movie. And, and yeah, I, agree. I, don't, I don't necessarily think we, you know, they change it up. I just think that T'Challa would have been more prominent. And again, if you include Kugler, again, if you see, I would say this, I think Kugler might be, in a couple of years, it won't be crazy to say that Mike, Ryan Kugler was the best director Mark was working. I mean, look at his track record, right? Yeah. He's not there yet. It's still super early. He's not there yet. But in like four, five, six years, seven years, there's no reason to, based on what he's done so far. So like, if he is included in, um, the Russo brothers did say they showed him the movie because theoretically, I guess he's working on Black Panther 2 with developing that. So he kind of needs to, to see it. So yeah, for the, I know, you know, obviously Avengers 4 is already been shot as well because they mm-hmm. shot these two movies together. But if he if he's more involved, that would have sold it for me. If yeah. he was more involved in a scene and how things were portrayed and, and and whatnot, just the little nuances. Again, the 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 T'Challa and Mbaku uh, interaction really bothered me. I don't think that's how it plays out. Mm-hmm. It's a little which, thing. Which interaction? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. 
when he goes, um, thank you, he tells he tells Mbaku, thank you, and Mbaku says, of course, brother. And it was just very, it was too flat for me as far as, like, it's not, those two guys, obviously, they kind of came together and teamed up at the end of the, the last time we saw him at Black Panther. But it was just little things like that where it's like, I don't think Mbaku says that if Ryan Coogler is writing that line. Or Ryan Coogler and uh, Joe Wright Cole, who I believe was, was the other screenwriter. I think it's, it's, again, it might just be, it also might be four words, but it might be, it just has more personality, more character. So there's little things like that. And the reason I pay attention to that so much is because we can argue about, you know, Black Panther as a movie overall, but it's the, it's the movie, it's a, it's a Marvel movie that has the most realized supporting characters. Yeah. Like, to the point where they steal it from T'Challa himself, you know, according to most people. So to just really dumb down those characters, only play one note and make them a one note character. Exactly. Bother. Yeah. I didn't necessarily hate that scene where, 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 you know, he was, where he goes up to him and he's just like, thank you for joining. And he was like, yeah. thank you, brother. I thought from there, I mean, from there I was like, wow, because I was just like, okay, you know, these two, those two, cause I mean, if you think about it, he's another tribe, you know, he, I think he, yeah. like, he cares about Wakanda, but he's another tribe. And I was like, okay, they've grown closer clearly because, you know, he went to, T'Challa went to him in, in a really, like in a really time, yeah. dire moment of need. And that for me, I was like, okay, wow, like they still have grown, they still become friends and they still become allies. So I actually like that moment. Look, when he is it like, awful? No, but I think but, it's fair to ask and say there could have been more. There could have been more there. That's, well, that's which yeah. is why, which is why, again, I don't disagree. I mean, I just think the movie should have been longer. <laughs> For sure, and, and we could all agree on that. Yeah, I just think so, I, mean, I wouldn't have minded sitting there with a with at least a ten minute intermission. I wouldn't have minded sitting there for like a four-hour movie. It's our own fault. I mean, we complain about movies' length all the time, and then studios go, all right, they don't like long movies. And then even movies like yeah. this, we don't get long movies, and it sucks. But yeah, is what it is. That is, that is rough. <laughs> but, um, and sorry, guys, I know that I've talked a lot, but this is what happens when you put me a review pot. But the other thing, too, is obviously we have to talk Hulk and what happened with the Hulk, and... I think it's a lot of people are saying, you know, the Hulk is scared, um, which obviously there's evidence to that fact. I would say this, just with how smart Marvel has been about this movie and just their future slate and how they're misdirecting people, even in trailers and, and promotional stuff. I w- I'm on the edge. I don't like just thinking, oh, what is... I Basically, what I'm trying to say, if it seems obvious, I'm not... I'm thinking the other thing. So even mm-hmm. though Hulk does seem scared... Um, especially if you watch that fight, which, by the way, is like a straight-up boxing match, which is great, um, Thanos and Hulk. It was yeah. like, you know, straight-up real boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first hit Thanos lands, it kind of disorients Hulk. It's not just like, oh, he just took a hit, and it was, oh, that's a hit. He, like, hits him, like, over in his deltoids and his shoulders, and it almost feels like that messes with Hulk's just mobility at that moment, and, like, he's kind of useless the rest of the fight. So at first, I was wondering if that was the reason why Hulk just never didn't come back out because it was almost like, oh, I've never been hit like that before. And that kind of messed with me. And the whole idea with Hulk and why people argue with Hulk versus Thor and this and that is like the more you fight Hulk, the, the angrier it gets. And the angrier it gets, the stronger he gets. And he can't, you can't stop him from getting angry. If you're beating him, he's just going to get angrier and angrier. But that was a hit that made you just feel like, oh, he wasn't getting angry. He was just kind of fed up. <laughs> um, so I, on one end, it does seem like he was scared, but on the other end, an interesting theory could be the fact that 
Hulk couldn't step up to Thanos <clears throat> because Banner is still holding him back from being that angry, as angry as he needs to be. I, but it's dis- little, it's- I disagree because I, I look. I mean, I'm gonna go as far as to say though, listen. Like, I didn't first for me. I didn't mind the fact that he was scared because. Like, the Hulk's been, be- even in the comics, the Hulk's been beaten before, and he's been knocked out. So I was fine seeing him get knocked out and laid on his butt, because I was like, okay, Thanos is establishing here that he can take on the Hulk, basically. Right? Um, yeah. But what I was wanting was a stronger Hulk, basically, because that's literally every interpretation that we've gotten is like, listen, he you can beat him up, he's always going to come back up, and you're going to deal with a stronger Hulk. Yep. Like we've seen the Hulk get beat up before, that's fine. But yep. what I didn't want to, which with which is what I kind of agree with Carlos is, we never got payoff for that. Like, listen, this is a character that people have known for a very, very, very long time. Like the Hulk is a part of pop culture yep. at this point, and everybody knows. Listen, the Hulk. If if it's anybody who's never gonna back down from a fight, it's the Hulk for crying out loud. You understand yep. what I'm saying? And if you're gonna make him scared. We needed to see payoff for him being scared and standing up to Thanos. And that's not, unfortunately, that's not what we got. So I don't understand the decision that the Russos had there. But um, but I will say, like I, like, I will agree with you there. Like, I didn't mind seeing him get taken out um, and being scared. I just, for me, I wanted, which I, which I agree with you, Carlos, again, he needed that payoff. Yeah. I mean, this, again, this is a character it's... that everybody's known for a very long time. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, TD, if I'm not mis- you, you kind of think that he's not scared and it's more of something else, correct? Yeah, because, again, it feels like the, the obvious thing is that he is scared. Yeah. So, on one end, one, that sucks for Hulk fans, and you know, which most people are, um, but especially if, like, the Hulk is your guy, and, like, you see him for the first one minute, and that's it for the entire movie. So, on one end, it does seem that's obviously the case, but, like I said, this movie, this whole Avengers Infinity War has all been about misdirection. And I'm, I'm getting to think maybe it's more than that. So, yeah, maybe he did get his ass whooped. But part of the reason is because of Banner. Because Banner is still holding him back. And that's what I'm sort of proposing as, like, maybe that's the resolution. Because we're all going to get resolution, right? In, in but, like, like, but, I mean, but, like Banner, but Banner was, like, game. Like, Banner was, like, I mean, and this is why I like Mark Ruffalo's impartation of Banner. Because he's always, like, even if he's not the Hulk, he's at least trying to help. He's at least trying to do the best that he can being himself. Yep. Which I really did appreciate. Like, yeah, he couldn't be the Hulk. So what he did was he was just like, okay, let me go just steal Iron Man's Hulkbuster suit and let me see what I can do with this. Yeah. Um, which is which another deleted scene, by the way. Yeah, yeah, which I super appreciated him just doing that. But um, to go as far as to say that Banner's necessarily holding him back, I wouldn't say that just because of the fact that, again, Banner is trying to do stuff in the film. Um, yeah. What I will say is... Um, I think the Hulk was scared because, I mean, again, we've never seen him get, we've never seen him get, dis- I think, okay, this is what I compare it to. We've seen the Hulk get beat up. We just haven't seen him get destroyed and broken yeah. that much. And I think that, again, I, I like that aspect. I like seeing the Hulk. I like seeing Thanos beat the heck out of the Hulk. I just think we need to pay off of that. Yes, that's got- that's my thing is, like, honestly, I don't really care, how, like, why he was, like, not coming out, like, whether it was he was scared, whether it was something else. I just wanted some sort of payoff for that, and I know, I, obviously, we're going to get in the next movie. That's clearly going to happen. But this is the only time that I kind of, well, not the only time, but one of the more specific times that I make the argument of it didn't feel like a complete movie in and of itself is storylines like yes, this, where agree. it's like, what agree. are we doing? This, this, 
it, they the whole movie they're setting you up for this big payoff of yep. Hulk coming out like gonna happen. everyone yeah. thought it was gonna I think that went through everyone's yeah. head was that he's gonna pop out of the Hulkbuster uh, the Hulkbuster armor and kind of go ham but it never really happens bu- really bust the Hulkbuster armor exactly that was, that yeah. was the play but um alright was... so we've been we've been talking about Infinity War for a while <laughs> wait, wait 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 I got, <laughs> he's got more takes I know I know I know I got see. I got a couple more things. All right, now we'll move on. I get it. I got a couple more things. But, um, again, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of agree there. Like, everyone expected the Hulk to kind of come out and, you know, be ready to go. And that's that's definitely a storyline that just felt half, halfway through. Um, but to your point, yes. Avengers 4, it's going to be Hulk again. It's going to mm-hmm. be the original plus probably Captain Marvel, which we'll get to later. Um, kind of like winning the day. Um, but... One question for you guys. Yep. Going back to going back to um, me saying that you guys made a wrong decision not having me on a spot with the gas didn't drink the content and the takes that I'm bringing. Did you guys notice the um, the Sherlock reference in the movie? The Sherlock reference? Yes. What did he say? All right. See again. <laughs> you guys didn't get this on your other episode. So. Everyone was expecting a Sherlock reference because obviously Downey and Strange are both Sherlock's, and not Strange, Cumberbatch are both Sherlock's in different mediums, one in the movie and, and the uh, Netflix BBC series. Um, the show, so everyone was expecting a, a, a straightforward one such as um, No Sherlock, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in their conversation, it's like Downey or, or Strange says something obvious and the other one goes No Sherlock. But that didn't happen. But we did get... On the donut ship that they have, we did get um, Downey, Tony Stark telling Strange that when he was proposing his plan to go to Titan as opposed to returning to Earth, he was like, he, he, so he laid the plan out and then he says, do you care, Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> that is a line that Sherlock often says to his uh, running mate. Uh, Dr. Watson, who, as we know, is played by Martin Freeman in other mediums as well. So that was, I actually see that as a nod, not only to Sherlock, but also to the fact that there is a nod to Dr. Watson, who is also Michael Freeman, who is also in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So you guys didn't get that on a spoiler review. You're welcome. <laughs> you are, I also know you didn't get any score talk on the spoiler review. That's why I invited you to be in the spoiler review for Avengers 4, but whatever. What would you rate the movie? Okay, before I get into that, no, no. I'll just cover more super quick okay. before I get into that. Um, the other really awesome score moment was when we first get to Wakanda because we hear the theme. Mm-hmm. It's actually not score soundtrack so obviously Black Panther scene is not on the score soundtrack it's, it's essentially used like a piece of music like how we get the Guardians intro um, it's used it's essentially used as a piece of music and mm-hmm. it was awesome because I do think that theme is going to be one of the mo- most popular like superhero themes in, in, in recent times like when we look at it in a couple of years um, but the last thing I'm going to say about this movie before we get into ratings and whatnot is how does Fox have to be feeling right now about how they portrayed Apocalypse, when you look at <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same thing. It's because insane. Because, like, like, Marvel literally did the thing Fox couldn't do. 
So oh, I was yeah. like, dang, I don't know. I was I was thinking about it literally the other day. I was like, that's insane because Marvel literally did what Fox couldn't do. It is absolutely crazy when you look at it. And for, and then shout out to Josh Brolin, man. I There were a couple of moments, a couple of you know monologues that he had, which I just thought were just really, really awesomely delivered. I'm super interested in the production of Thanos because I heard he wasn't on set a lot. So I'm guessing he did a lot of probably facial, facial mocap and just voiceover sessions. Um, so I'm really interested in see how they brought that to life, but he looked fantastic most of the time. A couple of shots where he looked kind of oddly skinnier facially than other times, but um, he did have like, a, he has a ton of great moments, but the line to Gamora when he finds out that she was lying and he has this whole bit where he says, you're strong, me. You're generous, me. Well, I never, I never told you how to lie, and that's why you're bad at it. And that was just a really, really good of saying that everything you have that's, like, you're good at, it's because of me, and everything else you're not so good at, because I never told you. So, it was, I love his delivery. And his, yeah. It was almost, it was part menacing, but just also part, like, just, like, like, almost, almost like his teaching. Like, it was just very, very, like, captivating in a lot of the scenes that he was in, so... Definitely. Like the laugh, the little subtle laugh it gives Doctor Strange when Strange asked, when Doctor Strange asked, you know, it was like, oh, "Oh, we're in your home," and like he like laughs and chuckles and like uses the reality stone to show him what Titan looked like prior to. Like little things like that were just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. All yep. right. Well, uh, we've given our ratings, but what did you rate this movie? Uh, my rating again. I, it's two different ways to judge it, right? Like, I can't judge this as a traditional movie. It just makes no sense. And then we see the eighty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This is the first movie I've never like looked at, at Rotten Tomatoes reviews. I ne- I didn't look at any TV spots. I didn't. I was off Twitter for the entire week until I watched it. Off social media, I was like, you know what? I'm going to this completely clean. Um, and then we saw the you know Rotten Tomatoes score of eighty-four percent, which for a Marvel movie is not that great. Um, but my, you know, and, and you get a lot of criticism about, um, the, you know, characters are showing up out of nowhere in the backstory. It's similar to, you know, college courses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some certain degrees, like you need, you know, requirements and prerequisites to get certain degrees. It's the same way I feel like critics. If you haven't watched like at least eight or nine Marvel movies, you should not be giving a review of Infinity War. Like, because I'm not even meaning that to be a joke, but it's true. Like, there's so much that's happened in the past that is part of the experience of this movie. And one review says something crazy like, um, we should all be scared for the future of cinema if this is what people are doing. And that's, I can't stand that shit. <laughs> like the gatekeepers who just want to keep things normal and have no room or are scared of people who are changing things or not only people who are changing things, but people who have succeeded enough in doing a certain thing to create a, a movie like this, which is more of a payoff and not really a setup at all because you, we've set you up for ten years. It's utterly ridiculous. But like, oh my goodness, this is you, we should be scared for the future of cinema. Like Marvel, we saw what DC tried to do. DC tried to rush it, and that sucked. <laughs> Marvel put the time and the work and the sweat in to be able to create uh, an audience for one um, storylines and characters where they can have a movie that yes isn't traditional. Um, so in that lane. I, you know, they succeeded, man. It's it's a 10 out of 10 for me in that lane. Uh, as a movie, as a more traditional movie, it feels more like a playlist, right? It feels more like a playlist with different songs that you click on. You go from Titan, you go from Earth, you go to Wakanda, you go to Scotland. It's like different pods 
all rolled into one playlist. And, you know, with that, there's some cracks in it for sure. So um, as an overall movie, it's more like an eight to me. But why, why, why look at this as an overall movie? Why not look at the celebration of what was done for 10 years? Like, why do I, why do I have to be a critic and, like, really break it down? No, I'm a fan first. So I allow myself to be a fan of this one. Exactly. And that's completely fair. That is completely <laughs> yeah. fair. I, I will ask you this. I know, I know, Ozzy, you like, but you like Doctor Strange, and he was great. I completely agree with you. Um, I thought Iron Man was awesome in that final fight, even if it was all for one drop of blood. I thought oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was great. Agree with you. And it was really used in really effective ways, like just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can do that. And the suit can do this. Like every time he uses his suit was like something new, right? Every single time he his, he showed what his suit can do was something new. But um, I think Thor obviously overall was pretty massive. Oh yeah, dude. I I hundred percent agree. Like Thor, when he came to Wakanda, and like yep. when he when like I I, I, I remember I, I remember watching it a second time with my dad, and I remember when Thor came to Wakanda and he was just like, "Where is Thanos?" I mean, he just yep. like just freaking like he goes up, he grabs the land, like he just you know he has all this freaking thunder and he just slams it on the freaking ground. I was just like, yep. both my dad and I were just like, "Damn!" Like it was. Yep. Intense, and I love this movie because this movie had me saying that had me saying damn a lot. Um, exactly. And when any movie does that, that is amazing. So yeah, um, I was constantly on the edge of my seat, man. I give this movie a nine point four. Um, I, I love this movie. I think this movie accomplished something that not a lot of studios, but a lot of studios can't accomplish, and yeah. it, it paid off. And I think we're going to get the more traditional movie with with Avengers 4, where the heroes are front and center, where it is a smaller team. Uh, looking at it now, I think they were just really smart with how they did it. Like, yeah, we're going to give you the full-on Guardians crossover, every sort of heroes crossover movie, and then we're going to do an actual, like, really, really good, more a tighter movie with uh, central key characters. And, and you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it all plays apart. And, you know, there's been talk of, you know, different realities and alternate realities, especially with, you know, Captain Marvel showing up now. So we'll see, but, um, yeah, it's overall, I think it's a, it's a, it's a completed achievement and a success for Marvel. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the future, we're going to get into kind of what the impact that this movie is going to have, because obviously this movie kind of left us in a place where we're like, um, (laughs) where do we go from here? Uh, Uh, do okay do we think that there is a clear divide between deaths that happened before the snap and after the snap in terms of people being able to come back and do we think that is it is as straightforward as people are saying that these characters are going to come back like obviously um, I think these or, characters obviously. are I think these characters are kind of come back I'm just my main concern is Gamora like, I just don't know if she's going to come back or not. <laughs> I think she's the main contention of concern right now. For me, at least. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think it's it's interesting, right? Again, I'm just wary of misdirection at this point. Um, of what's going to happen. And if it's obvious, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, one thing that makes it obvious that Spider-Man is coming back and Black Panther is coming back is because of their franchises, quite frankly. Sony has a massive, massive problem on their hands. Um, you know, very similar to what DC Justice League did to themselves with BVS and Justice League promotion, which, by the way, 
those idiots did not need to do. Not which <laughs> they absolutely did not need to do. They absolutely didn't kill Superman, and then plus, if, even if they they compounded one mistake with another, they killed Superman unnecessarily without really building mm-hmm. a connection to him, and then. They stopped themselves from using Superman to market a Justice League movie for no reason because everybody knew he was coming back. Okay? <laughs> they waited like two days after release and it's like, oh, yes, he's on the poster. So I was like, wait, okay, cool, guys, idiots. Um, so Spider Man actually, Sony has that problem now, legitimately has that problem because part four drops in May and then Spider Man's Homecoming 2 drops in like July or June. So that's way too big. They would have to drop a trailer by like March at the very latest. And if it was Marvel, maybe they don't. Maybe they hold up a trailer onto Infinity War. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's so risky. I mean, I would show if anything. How I would market, how I would market it is, I would just show the like the first act, and like the first scenes of the first act in in the trailer. Because like you're showing it, you're showing it, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, I would just show the first scenes of the first act in the trailer because I don't know if I'd necessarily do or add anything else in the trailer for for the fourth one. But here's the thing, though, uh, with that, Ozzy, like, because in the main Marvel, essentially the main Marvel timeline, it's going to feel like alternate realities because essentially the main Marvel timeline, Marvel is not going to promote new Spidey for promotion of Avengers Four, and that's going to be the main one everyone's like watching and waiting for. Like, it's not going to be to the level of Infinity War and Ant-Man, where everyone kind of, like, forgets Ant-Man. <laughs> but it's not... Spider-Man Homecoming 2 is not going to be the level of Infinity War Part 2 being promoted. So Marvel is going to promote that without Spider-Man. Like, oh, that's a big deal. While Sony is promoting Homecoming 2 with Spider-Man. So even if you only use a little bit of the movie, it's going to feel disjointed. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying to a degree. I mean, they have um, to do it. It's money, but... It's going to be awkward for Sony, or really kind of for Marvel, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah. I yes. have wondered how they're going to market this movie for <laughs> since it came out. I'm just like, how in the world do you market this next movie? And then I didn't even realize that they had already scheduled Homecoming two. I knew that it was in production, yeah. but I didn't realize they'd already scheduled it. Um, yeah. And Black Panther, we know, is in very early stages of production, but they haven't scheduled that Doesn't one Doesn't have yet. a release date. No, yeah. So, man, this is... They're, they're in a weird place, and I I just think it was a strange choice to kill Spider-Man. Like, they, I, I just feel... Like, I don't know how, how you guys feel about this, but I feel like they made just really weird decisions in terms of who they decided to do this with. Because yeah. uh, it's... It's weird because it was, the it was actual, pretty down the line, though. Yes, right. It was in terms of new Avengers, no, old Avengers, yes, <laughs> exactly. <And Rock. laughs> but it's so strange, though, because all right, it's in terms strange, of yeah. the in terms of the MCU, like one of the biggest no criticisms bad. of the MCU is that nobody dies. So then you kill people in a big way, but in a way where people can literally still say that and say, "Well, they're going to come back." It's just, it was so, like, it's such a strange choice. And it's like, if you make more, if you make different decisions in terms of who dies, then it's less likely for people to say that. Like, even if you don't kill, like, just replace Spider-Man and Black Panther with somebody else. And we're good because nobody, like, it's just so weird. And now, are you saying if you replace those two, then people are are more likely to buy into the idea that, yeah, maybe they do really die. Yeah. Yeah, so they replaced Spider-Man with Black Widow, 
mm-hmm. replace Black Panther with War Machine. But like, then it doesn't feel like the stakes are that high because then the people who got, yeah, you know, other than Doctor well, people, Strange, well, people are, are still different. people still have the chance of dying in the fourth one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this one felt yeah. very unpredictable. Um, I mean, just because I mean, even regarding the first scene, um, we knew I was like, oh crap! Like this feels this is gonna be different than any freaking Marvel movie I've ever seen. Because right off the bat, like, they killed off two people in Avengers Infinity War, which have been, like, which, I mean, sure, Heimdall, I mean, it's it just Alba, so you never thought he would die, but still. And then, um... Of course you thought he would die, Ozzy. It was a black guy. I, didn't think he would die. Die first. I was like, no, I just... <laughs> Alba, no. It's a rose, man. Oh, but, I mean, man. I, and, then, and then, you know, Loki... Loki, you know, yeah. Died, yeah. And I was, I was just like, okay. Loki's the one that is, definitely makes this sense. is like, yeah. this is Game of Thrones to like a maxed, like uh, updated version. Clearly, because of the world they're in. But damn, I'm like, I'm not prepared. Like, I'm not ready. So, so I do, yeah. I do think that, um, I do think that this, that the fourth one still has a chance of killing characters. Um, yeah. But I think this yeah. movie, but I think it's gonna be about returning characters and then i think some characters are probably going to lose their lives along the way i mean again i mean this movie did something that no i mean i mean this movie i mean carlos i mean you compared it to the empire strikes back back and i can see that clearly in terms of um, a so, sad ending where yeah, the heroes don't come out yeah. on top clearly so. yeah but I, I don't know i think i think there's some i think i think there's still some possibility that um yeah. that, that I, characters can still die yeah. i i just hey, i don't know yeah go for it <laughs> If you take it back to even the first scene of the movie and how different it was, like it starts off with the Marvel logo per usual, mm-hmm. but it's not an exciting start. It starts off with, with doom and yeah. gloom from the very jump, which never really happens in Marvel. And it also ends that way. It also ends with the, you know, the, the, the music being, a, being really only, it had some notes of the Avengers theme, but it was more on the dour side. And I would even go back to the trailers. The trailers had a sinister dark sound to the Avengers team. Like, you hear the Avengers team, but it, it was dark. It was sinister. So they've been telling us this whole time, really. Um, and then the ends, the, po- the credits ends with the Avengers Infinity War fading away, guys. I was like, come on, guys, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> um, you know, the yeah. actual letters were fading away. So, um, as far as the deaths, I mean... What sticks and what doesn't? That's the question. Yeah. So I don't think the guys have faded away at deaths. I think those guys are somewhere whether it's a different timeline whether it's a different whether they're trapped in infinity stone i think those guys are somewhere they're not dead so if you know if you go back and look and when you notice when um thanos first gets the soul stone it's a white flash the white flash he finds himself on a river plane or river earth it looked like a mix um, with the interstellar scene when they go to that one they stop by that one planet that just has water mm-hmm. um but it was a dark version of that. Um, and he puts, he gets a stone. Like, that wasn't in reality, right? It wasn't in our reality. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the exact same place he goes to when he does snap his fingers. And once again, it's a, a white flash. There's only two times there's a white flash in the movie. And once again, he's in that same plane. But now, Gamora is there. Mm-hmm. Baby Gamora. So there's something. They're telling us. They haven't told us what it is. But they're setting up something there with those white flashes and what that place is. Um, and that's where I think that has something to do with where everyone who faded away is. I don't think those guys are. I don't think those people are dead. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they could be in an alternate. I think they could be trapped. I think they're trapped within the stone, 
or yeah. something because I feel like I feel like they didn't just die. I feel like they never existed. Um, they took their yeah. existence out of out of um, out of the equation. Um, yeah. But the people there are still left to remember them, um, yeah. which I think is actually pretty cool because it just goes back to Thanos' line to Tony Stark. I hope they remember you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, um, I don't think they're. I mean, I don't know. Right. I think what but, about, I mean, this is this is ballsy. It's very it's a very ballsy ballsy move. What about deaths pre the snap? I don't think so. I think I think those are. You think those are final? I just okay. I think it's an exception due to the fact of Gamora because Gamora was a sacrifice for the Soul Stone. So my theory is is if they return the Soul Stone back, will her soul be re- like? Will she be revived? I think at the very that's a great point. I think at the very least, Gamora is back, but maybe just in the Soul Stone or in Thanos' mind. Like I do think she shows up in Avengers Four. I do think she's part of the credits, and she's going to be. She was on set for that, but whether she was part of like actual real person, real life reality, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the bare minimum for her. I think she's going to appear. Maybe as a life character, or maybe not. But she's. she's I gonna, think. She's I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna return just because i feel like that i mean yeah. i don't know i feel like yeah, they, I, I feel like just actually, because yeah just because like of, of how they needed to retrieve the soul stone i feel like maybe it's a possibility that all right if you return the soul stone the soul stone can give her or like you know the, you know we can return her back to her life basically yeah um but yeah i mean i just also don't think that her story is necessarily over uh mm-hmm. just because i mean I mean, this is the first time we've seen her and Quill as a couple. So I just, I just, I think it's just kind of distasteful. I mean, at least in my <laughs> mouth. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, just because I've been leading up to it for like, I've been, I got like, I think we we're going to see it in the third film um, of, of Guardians, but I just think it'd be kind of distasteful. Just like, hey, we're going to give you like two, three scenes of them in like Avengers Infinity War and then totally just kill her off. And then she's, she's nowhere to be found within the rest of the, the entirety of the MCU for the rest. For the rest of how long it ends, uh, I'd be I'd be upset about it. Yeah, but uh, just... I've already. I mean, I think even on our spoiler review, uh, Brianna said, or maybe it was a spoiler review. Brianna said something about uh, spe- speculation that Loki is still alive too, and I'm just like, if that's the case, then what are we like? I don't know. Yeah, Th- then I yeah, kind I of think, feel. I don't think Loki. I don't think Loki. I think Loki's still alive. So, think but Loki's but we're dead, already but... saying, all right. There's speculation that maybe Loki's still alive, which I don't agree with, and I wouldn't agree with even if they if that came to be true. I'd be like, that's a stupid decision. But then we're also saying, well, Gamora could also be alive, and then the people who snapped away could also be alive. Then isn't the criticism valid? Like, if we're rat- rattling off all these different people that are still possible, like that we're thinking are I still going to be alive. I think, I think the pre-snap are. I think, I think again, I think the exception is Gamora, just because of how and why she needed to die. Yeah, I think that is the only exception. I don't think that Loki's still out there floating around. Um, I feel like his death is imminent. Um, I think yeah. that I think he literally died. Um, so I think that's I think that's clarified. Now, um, the Russo's brothers. I mean, just through the direction of this film, they made something very clear in this film. And I mean, even Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was saying it. He was just like, it's kind of crazy because it's like we always advertise that there's going to be like a huge loss, and like this one, like it actually like it happened. So. I don't think I. I mean, I think there's still. I think we still have well, the possibility. It happened to a degree, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, still, I think I still think that we have the possibility of losing characters in 
in the in the fourth one. So yeah. So here's my here's my thoughts on that too. Like again, like, like just to recap the Gamora thing. Once they do land on Vormir, wherever that planet is, and by the way, that those shots there looked fantastic. They're by great. the way, yeah, the photography there is just great. And shout out to Thanos, like he was actually like guarding. Gamora, when Red Skull shows up, like the very first, like he's like being protectable first, like little little things like that were pretty pretty cool to see. Um, but I feel like once they do see the Red Skull, um, shout out to Red Skull too. Um, you can you they're like no longer in like reality, right? So even like the fact that Red Skull, who we haven't seen all of a sudden, is like the gatekeeper for the stone. There's just something so mystic and not real life about the stone. So. That's why Gamora is still in that murky area, right? Mm-hmm. Of I think she's alive in some way, shape, or far, fashion. Everything else, Loki, um, Heimdall, they're they're gone. Like they're they're gone. Although I'm mad, no one has said this yet. But like, for crying out loud, Loki and his shape shifting and you know turning into a ghost. If there's one time to use your ghost abilities, my friend. It's when you're trying to fool freaking Thanos. So when he reaches out for you, he reaches out for air. Like that was the one time you used that trick like 10 times in like four of the movies. And this time you don't use it. Get out of here, Loki. Come on. Not, not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal at all. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just, sorry. One last thing um, on the desk for uh, moving forward. I do think, most people, I don't know if they marketed the decks. I, I think they kind of did, like Tony Stark and Cap, right? You uh-huh. see the shots on each other of, of Tony kind of being knocked out and the moon throwing. And then with Cap, you see him holding up Thanos' hands. And my concern with that shot was Cap was using two hands to hold Thanos' one hand. And I know math well enough to know that Thanos has another hand. <laughs> and it was like, okay, what's going to happen with that other hand? So I was really scared for Cap's life, but I don't think... I, I actually, if I could bet right now, I don't think either of them die in Avengers Four. I think really? they find a way to die of it. I, I don't I think like Cap's gonna die happen. either. I think I don't think Cap's gonna die either. I think if anything, he would tire, but I don't think he'd die. Yeah, um, they find a way to tire of it. Okay, is this is this thought. is my theory of moving forward, and this kind of ties into a lot of the discussion that this is more real life stuff of, well, this Disney Fox deal that's gonna happen, right? Where we have possibilities of, and this isn't even what I'm like. I don't generally agree with the that the X Men need to be in this universe in general, but I think it's probably going to happen. If if not them, then definitely the Fantastic Four. And but if they do the X Men, if they decide they need to have the X Men in this universe, they have a problem on their hands because with the X Men comes the issue of mutants, and mutants is not something that just kind of happens. That's something that has to be in the history of this world. So the way that I think they do this, and the way that I think they're able to kind of course correct—not even that they need to—but the the way that they can adjust this universe to be moving in a different direction is. By just treat, treating this, yes, treating this like a soft reboot. That that's what I that's what I think. Ultimately, we're gonna come away from looking at these two movies. I think we're gonna kind of mm. look at this as a change in direction, where they some sort of something happens with the stones, where they alter time, alter reality, mm. or both, and they treat this as a soft reboot, where it's kind of like what they did with X Men: Days of Future Past, where mm-hmm. things are different. But they're not like 
completely changed or whatever, and it would give them an opportunity to maybe even recast some characters if they wanted to, or if they don't want to go in that direction, then they could retire some characters, change up the history a little bit, make make it so that Cap is already dead and has been dead, and Bucky is now Captain America. They can do that with... I mean, they, they literally have stones in this universe that affect reality and time. (laughs) they have an opportunity here and i think that's what they're going to do especially if this deal ends up going through which is looking like it probably will that's my theory those those are great points like you know those are really good points i thought actually you were going to say they're just going to create like alternate realities and timelines (laughs) which is what the cw flash show does and plays with all all the time i think that's a little Um, too much but yeah i know that's a little too much right and and then anything happen, right like nothing is nothing sticks um but i do like that point however they obviously cannot mess it up by following up the days of future past reset with apocalypse (laughs) they definitely cannot do that um but yeah i wonder i wonder if with the x-men coming in and the idea of mutants and how like I think that's an easy write-off, right? I think they can, like, something happened in humanity and something something about the water and climate change and all of a sudden, mutants are here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like there's, there's a... It might be lazy writing, but that's why I'm not paid to be a writer. But, you know, <laughs> they can get stuff there to sort of write in. Uh, or maybe maybe what they do is, like, you know, don't, maybe don't make those worlds cross. Like, I want to see if they take on the X-Men property. I want to see the X-Men property by itself before we're getting any crossovers or all that stuff. I want to see that because that property in itself is a, already a, a team up, right? The X-Men are a team by, by definition. They start as a team. So maybe, maybe let's think globally here. Like one of my issues with Dr. Strange in this first two movies we've seen him in is his accent. They make him American when they could just have left him be British and ha- let him have his accent. He'd still live in New York if he was British. But the point is, what if the X-Men are not a, like, in a different side of the world in some, in some shape or form. So it's still in the same world, but they don't cross over as much, at least to start off. And I know it's wild, I know it's crazy, but look at it, today's day and times, man. Everything ha- Things happen outside of New York. Things happen outside yeah. of LA. Things happen outside of the United States of America. Like, and maybe it's about time we you know, change up some things and people, some fanboys are not going to like it. And, that's <laughs> exactly what I was gonna say. You're begging for the yeah. fanboys to complain. Hey, hey, screw, hey, screw. Like, <laughs> That's what I say, but <laughs> studios hey, might not agree. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But like again, if, if there's if, if there is a studio that can that can lead the way in this front, and we talked about what Marvel has done and being able to essentially create a new type of movie with their franchise, um, maybe it's them. Maybe they can be like, okay, now the X Men are Canadian or whatever. Maybe now they're British or maybe. And switch it up that way. Um, I don't know, but I, I just don't want to see them rush the X Men Marvel thing or Avengers thing way too soon. And quite frankly, I know there's all the talk about going cosmic. I don't know how super excited I am about that too myself. Because there's one thing, if there's one thing, um, you know, May it was today, May fifth, and May the fourth just happened. Everyone's yeah. excited about Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I made that super clear. I'm not, and part of the reason is because it gets too spacey for me, um, and I, you know, I'm not as super high. Like, oh, everything's going cosmic and no verb and this. There's still a lot of things that can be done on Earth, but yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if anything was predictable is you not being excited for the cosmic stuff since you're down on Guardians. That's <laughs> true. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, the, the good thing is that even if they do kind of go in the direction where I'm thinking where they kind of shake things up, they could easily just kind of keep going trucking along in the direction that they want to go in the cosmic stuff and kind of keep going with guardians and, and whatever other movies that they have down the line. Uh, but last thing I want to say before we wrap things up, because we probably should wrap things up soon, uh, is please, for the love of God, Marvel, do not do what you did for phase three and announce your entire slate years in advance. That was cool when it happened, but it created a lot of problems where you you have characters who can't die because we know they're going to be in future movies, and we already kind of have that problem just with the way the news cycle works with these things, but don't make it worse on yourself on purpose. Like, that's just a terrible idea, and it also leads to problems like Inhumans, where you announce a movie that you did not have a solid plan for, and then it completely falls apart, and you end up making it a TV miniseries that is a disaster because you just had to do it because you had said you were going to do it. Please do not announce your slate. I don't want to know. That's my last thing. Final thought. On yeah, this I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, and I'll agree with you on that note. I, I think I think it's great. Listen, like in a world where we get teasers for trailers, I don't think we need to know the whole <laughs> slate of your Ross, like of the next. Especially you know, when 10 you have years, so much like, trust built up in your fan base. You don't need exactly, to Exactly. Like you don't need to let us know. I mean, you can say, hey, you know, maybe something this is in the works, but there's there's no problems with surprises. You know what I mean? Like I liked, I, I miss, I miss being surprised when like I would go to like a theater and then be like, Oh crap. Like there's an Iron Man two coming out. I had no idea. Like that's crazy. Oh, those days are long. That's not even Marvel. That's just like, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying like, there's days that I miss, but like, I don't need to know the entirety of this slate coming out in the next like 10 years. That's just ridiculous. Like if, if like for instance, like for instance, like Spider Man dies in this one, I'm just like, well, you think he's not dead because Spider Man Homecoming Two is coming out. Yep. So that's my that's fair. my. Thought. To be fair, I mean, and again, we we we've seen with the Venom trailer that or the Sony Universe or whatever, whatever, oh, whatever they're doing. Don't get, don't <laughs> that, get me started. Hey, there there <laughs> may be maybe there's a world where you know this is this might be the last movie or and, you know. Infinity War Part Two might be the last movie that the Spider-Man in Marvel shows up. I mean, there were talks that that deal, when that deal initially got signed, it was for three or four movies. And Civil War, Homecoming One, Infinity War Part One, and Part Two—that's four movies right there. So maybe in a crazy world that Sony didn't want to renew the deal, and because apparently, yeah. So maybe, maybe it is. Maybe we're done seeing Spider-Man in this in this uh, universe due to that Sony uh, deal. Um, but I, you know, and going back to, to what you were saying too, there, Carlos. Uh, what were you saying? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Don't announce your slate, please. Oh yeah, now yeah. I mean, they kind of haven't done that, right? Like, other than again, Spider-Man, which is a Sony thing. Um, other than Guardians, which again doesn't have an official date, but James Gunn does talk quite a bit on Twitter. Um, so he's kind of made it clear that definitely Guardians is coming. Um, I, I don't think there's been any official announcements. There's Ant-Man, there's Captain Marvel, there's Infinity War Part Two, but mm-hmm. from Marvel themselves, 
I honestly think there hasn't been any official announcements. No, but that's the thing. That's the thing. They've made, because all of these movies that are actually officially like dated and all this stuff, other than Spider-Man, obviously, because that's Sony, were given years ago. Like they announced these things years ago. Um, like I remember specifically Captain Marvel was at the end of that slate that they announced. I can't even remember what, what, two, three years yep. ago. You, just mm-hmm. don't do that again. That's, that's my thing. Like, and they but haven't does, yet, does that really but don't do it, it again. Huh? Is that really, like other than humans, which obviously was a failure. And then also to the, the group of like, I don't know if you, where you guys stand on this, but the whole idea of like, okay, what are, what are the TV shows going to do about this? What are the Netflix shows going to do about this? Guys, 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 they're not connected, right? They, forget it. Like, just let them be. Shield like, is, but just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Shield thinks they are. Uh, they, they are, and don't get me started on Shield. You're, you're. Shield, I feel like you're baiting me into a Shield fight, and I will fight you. Shield thinks they are. We don't have time. We do not have time for Shield the thinks they are. And we do not. When they want to. And when we do the 92 Captain Marvel movie, I'll just use a young Clark, 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 Greg, or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> but let's, again, it's. Just, let's, let's put the pause button on that. Like, yeah. Come on. Um, we'll get back to it I later. Think, <laughs> yeah. I do think they've done a good job of not announcing further uh, feature films. Uh, yeah. And I also think that. You know, I don't think it's hurt. Like, and outside of Inhumans, Ant Man makes sense for why he wasn't in there. Um, kind of. <laughs> you know, and then Hawkeye too. So, I mean, not that, not that Hawkeye is a movie, but we hear rumblings about the Black Widow movie uh, director yeah. movie search. And here's another thing that they might not want to do because we see this happen with DC all the time. So the flip side of that, I'm not having a slate, is having all this speculation, and then it makes it seem like the studio. No, doesn't know what they're doing. Granted, that's never going to happen with Marvel because, they, like you said, they build trust. With DC, it happens with them because people just feel like DC is just throwing at the wall and trying to see what sticks. Um, but you don't want to get in a world where everyone's just speculating, oh, director search, this search, sources say, that say. Like you, it helps to sometimes, and maybe they only do it a year in advance or two years in advance. That's, right? what, I, that's what I'm saying. You just don't, you don't need to announce it like three years in advance like i didn't need to know like did it hurt me like did it benefit me in any way that i knew captain marvel was coming out three years ago <laughs> like th- what does that do for you i don't know um all right well td final thoughts in regards to infinity war and where we're moving as a whole with the mcu uh guys i'm just getting started what do you mean final <laughs> thoughts no, um no uh man yeah I, again i think that Infinity War kind of might be the last of its kind. It's first of its kind. I also think it might be the last of its kind because, I, again, it's going going back to going back to our box office predictions on a Black Panther episode. We, you and I, both were like, I don't know if you know Black Panther. You know, Infinity War is going to do as well as Black Panther, and we might be wrong, mm. right now. But I don't know if we are going to be wrong, at least domestically. I do think Black Panther is probably going to have more legs, but we'll see. Um, but a big reason, the reason behind that for me, in my opinion of that, was because Black Panther was new, was one of the first of a kind. Same thing with the Avengers, the very first one. We saw Age of Ultron, and it wasn't first of its kind. So in addition to some issues with production there, that also kind of didn't necessarily feel as huge as mm-hmm. Avengers 1 did. And even Avengers 3, obviously, is a third-part movie, but it was first of its kind in like just absolutely bringing everyone together. I don't think you can do this bigger. I don't think... 
you can have an Avengers six with like or Avengers five with forty characters. I don't at, at that point it's like okay now you're just doing too much. So I do think it's the last of its kind in trying to cross over everything at least for a while. Mm-hmm. At least for a really long time. Like I said, I think Avengers 4 is going to be more streamlined. It's going to be more of the main characters. More Tony, more Cap, uh, Hulk, with the introduction of Cap and uh, Captain Marvel and maybe Hawkeye, very similar to how um, Wanda and Scarlet Witch were used in Age of Ultron. Um, and I think it's going to be more streamlined. And I think we're going to get more streamlined mini team movies moving forward. More mm-hmm. teams of four, teams of five, but it's a focused... Uh, team as opposed to like a cast of 20 so I don't think we're going to be seeing an Avengers Infinity War for a long time definitely definitely alright uh, Ozzy you want to sign us out Yes, uh, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfalls, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website where Brianna is doing great stuff. And, of course, I do want to remind everybody, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts because that would help us out a ton. So please go and do that. Uh, we need it. Let's do it. I am TD. Where can people find you on social media? Before I get into that, I have one more question for you guys. All right, fair enough. One last question. All right. So we saw Thanos use all the stones. Yeah. For the most part, like every time he got a stone, he kind of used it and kind of showed like his different like command of the stones. Um, Did you guys see when he used the soul stone? When? No. (laughs) Say once again. Uh, he used a soul stone when Doctor Strange multiplied himself, and he had to find which one actually, had, which which version of Doctor Strange, which oh, one of the forty okay. Doctor yeah. Strange actually had a soul. So that's the one time you could visit, you could actually see the soul stone light up. Yeah, and that's when he used a soul stone. So, boom, that's all I got. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm at I'm at producer TV. Um, again, I've been waiting to talk about this. I don't tweet as much as I used to. I still tweet, so still following me at producer TV, but. Um, you know, I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time and I've been taking notes and watching it every other day and everything. So I'm sorry for people who are hearing this and like this guy talks way too much. Um, starting with you, Carlos and, and Ozzy, what? but it's been, a, it's been a long time coming and I was ready to go and I didn't want to disappoint. I wanted to hit full climax and not be like, um, not be like Bruce and, and Hulk was yeah. not able Hey, hey, you'll be on for the spoiler review of four. Okay? <laughs> Look, I just don't want to hear that you ain't going to be available. Because hey, I'm going to just... We'll see. Oh, yes. What do you mean we'll see? It's going to be... Did, at least I, I, I will. I got to talk to my agent. We'll see what's, we'll see what's happening. Talk but, uh, to the agent. Uh, oh, it was gosh. fun as always, guys. And uh, yeah, like I said, I produce these where I'm at. Um, doing pods mostly in the... In well, in the athlete realm. Not I'm going to say sports. But sometimes, you know, athletes do movies and... And fun stuff too. We just had an uh, episode of Tomahawk with Joe yeah. Thomas, where they did a Disney movie draft, um, and Joe Thomas was absolutely awful. It was that. a and disgrace. <laughs> See, the issue with Joe, so Joe likes to prep, but I don't think he was prepped for it. And the very first draft he did, the previous or previous two episodes before that, was a superhero draft. Um, and even in that, I didn't give him as much help as I could have because I've actually written a draft for the NFL before, NFL.com, about a Marvel mock draft where uh-huh. NFL team drafts for superheroes. So I gave them that while they were drafting. I don't think they saw it in time. 
But uh, Hawk had some couple of good picks, like Hawkman. That was a good pick because his name is Hawk. Makes sense. Um, he also had LeBron as a pick, which yeah. was bold. But that very same night, LeBron had a game winner and then ended up having 45 points in the game seven. So, I mean, who's I will mind to tell you that he's not a superhero. He's also kind of like my boss. So, is <laughs> that? Oh man. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this TD is definitely someone who uh, you can tell has seen this movie a billion times. So yes. thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, let me tell you this, guys. In in every one of those fourteen minute and six hundred and five scenarios that Doctor Strange went to see the outcome of, of Avengers Infinity War, I watched them in every one of those possibilities. <laughs> okay, I saw it too. Okay, I was there. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, we all did. all right guys you guys can find me on social media on twitter at castro ozzy and also if you have any any tv recommendations or any movies that you guys want to recommend to me please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfuzz.com guys we hope you enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on um, Apple Podcasts Carlos was called that's what it's called right yes Um, (laughs) Google Play or SoundCloud Please write, the, please write and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Check out um, the website. Brianna has written reviews there. So check those out. And definitely check out TDs, uh, all the TDs plugs because he is awesome. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Peace.